Wodanchi struck early and often in this one. On Friday night, it was two big innings in which they scored five runs in the third and then five in the seventh. And in the second game, the three-game set, Wodanchi scored in all but two innings of the night and were able to pick up the win in this one. It wasn't like there was one big hit that really helped the Apple Sox. Instead, it was really just their patience at the plate helping them over the course of this one. Apple Sox hitters drew seven walks in this ball game. They only collected eight hits despite scoring those 10 runs, but just a really effective night for Wenatchee offensively. They scored one in the first inning and then two in the second. Joichiro Oyama kind of helped both of those rallies out. In the first inning, he picked up a single and then would go to second after Ezra Samperin reached on an error. Oyama would then take off and steal third base to pick up his 40th stolen base of the season. Oyama's going to take off for third. The 1-1 is outside or in there for a strike, and Oyama is in the third base with a stolen base. Stolen base number 40 this season. With that steal, Oyama is now one away from tying the West Coast League's single season record. If Oyama is able to get it on Sunday afternoon in the 105 p.m. series finale, he will tie Patrick Caulfield, who played for the Walla Walla Suites in 2019. He will call, tie him for the most stolen bases in a single season in West Coast League action. So a lot on the line, a little bit more history that he could potentially make tomorrow, and we'll have to see what happens. So. Uh, the Apple Sox after that would score twice in the second inning and then put up a four spot in the third inning. Just four runs, well, four runs on just two hits in that third inning for the Apple Sox. But as I mentioned, just kind of effective. A couple of singles to open up, a walk, and then a fielder's choice. And then and even later on in the inning, a strikeout, a pass ball, bringing in another run. So for Wenatchee, it wasn't their offense despite scoring 10 runs. That was the hallmark of this game. It was their pitching staff. Tyler Chipman pitching in the penultimate game of the season, getting his second start of the summer, was brilliant. The right-hander and 2018 graduate of Kashmir High School struck out six hitters over four innings and only allowed one run on two hits and only issued one walk. Playing in center for Walla Walla, he homered last night. The one-two is on the outside edge for called strike three. Two down here in the first inning. He's got one so far. The payoff pitch coming, two down, and it is on the outside edge for called strike three. The one-two, one down, is swung on a miss for strike three. Three punch outs so far tonight for the right-hander from Kashmir. The two-two, swing and a miss for strike three. Four punch outs in the ball game and three scoreless innings of work for Tyler Chipman. The one-two. Breaking ball, swing and a miss for strike three. That's five punch outs for Chipman tonight. And that also matches his season high for strikeouts that he had entering tonight's game. This is already a single game high. What an effort from Tyler Chipman to begin tonight's ball game. Two outs here in the fourth inning. Chipman with five strikeouts so far. Trying to end the inning with another, the 0-2. That's in there for called strike three. Six punch outs tonight and four strong innings for Tyler Chipman. Phenomenal effort from him. Garrett Gores followed it up with a great effort himself as he tossed three innings, helped even turn a double play to end the fifth before then striking out a pair in the sixth inning. Again shows Bunt, bats on the right side, puts it down right back to the mound. Gores is going to turn and fire to second. They get the out there, the throw to first. It's in time for a double play. What a play by Garrett Gores. 1-6-3 on the in-the-ending DP. 
the 0-2. Swing and a miss for strike three. Seventh strikeout by Apple Sox pitching and the first of the night for Garrett Gores. Demons in a two-ball, two-strike count. The right-hander from Spokane Falls deals and it swung on and missed for strike three. Two punch outs and a one-two-three inning for Garrett Gores. Jake Putnam would toss a scoreless eighth inning with, of course, two more strikeouts of his own. And then in the ninth inning, R.J. Watanabe came on. He allowed a few hits. Ended up being runners at second and third. And again, a nine-run lead for Wadachi, so it wasn't exactly the most threatening situation. But they were trying to get the game wrapped up right there and were able to do so. As with runners in second and third, Tunker Sanders stepped up to the plate, hit a looping ball up the middle just behind the second base bag. D.J. Massey went full extension to make a tremendous play to end the ball game. The right-hander's payoff pitch is swung on and popped toward center. No, it will be robbed. What a play by D.J. Massey. A lazy little ball that dived fast. Massey leapt up and made an incredible play to wrap this one up. So the Apple Sox winning 10-1 over the Walla Walla Suites. At the time of the end of this game, the Apple Sox waiting to see what happened with the Victoria Harbor Cats game. But the Harbor Cats were in control in the middle innings against the Edmonton Riverhawks. As in that ball game, Victoria scored five runs in the bottom of the fifth and then seven in the bottom of the sixth to take a 12-2 lead into the seventh inning. And if that score holds, the Apple Sox are your second-half North Division champions. And if that's the case, then they're in a really good spot. They would have home field advantage in the first round of the West Coast League playoffs. Those first two games of the series. The first game of the series would be played at the visiting team, whoever they play. And then the second game, and if necessary, the third would be in Wenatchee. So that's what's at stake right now for the Apple Sox. They, assuming everything holds tight with how Victoria did against Edmonton, then Wenatchee will have home field advantage with games on Wednesday and potentially Thursday next week at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined by Apple Sox pitcher Tyler Chipman, who was fantastic here in tonight's ball game. Tyler, you made your second start of the year in league play, third overall, four innings, one run, two hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. You had it going here early in this one. It seemed like you were pretty energized here tonight. What was the key for your success? Uh, so I got back to uh, my arm slot that I was using originally. The summer was a little different. I changed arm slots. Um, so I kind of got back to what felt good and what felt right and uh, found some success, and yeah, I think that was the key. Was that a personal decision to switch back to what you had previously been used to? Because people were used to seeing you, this summer at least, kind of doing that almost submarine-ish style. Yeah, so I actually made a phone call to my coach, uh, pitching coach at Seattle U, and uh, basically just told him, hey, it's not working. Uh, yeah, the results weren't there, and... Uh, we'll see what, what happens in the fall, but it, it was good to come out and be able to compete and feel good about an outing, uh, especially with it being the last home series uh, before playoffs. So it was nice. Well, you definitely made a case that you're probably going to stick to pitching this way after how tonight's outing went. But a uh, pretty exciting one for you. We, we kind of avoided talking about this with you a lot this year, but, you know, third-year guy with the Apple Sox. It's something we're thinking about with the regular season kind of winding down. Tomorrow, the last day, uh, you never know in the postseason who's going to get used or when or not. But So in a lot of ways, there's a potential. This is your last time pitching an Apple Sox uniform. Talk to me, what about, what about these three years? What's it been like here being part of this team, pitching at home? It's got to have been a, a remarkable experience. Yeah, it's been everything. Um, being able to live at home with my family, having all my family here to come out and support, and uh, 
this year especially with Mitch, it's, it's been great. I've loved these last three years playing for this team. Um, it's always a blast. Uh, we, we do things the right way, and uh, I'm glad to be a part of it. One of the things you said to me back in the middle of June when we were at Bellingham, it wasn't series that wasn't going the way things we, we wanted them to go, and you said you wanted to you wanted to be part of a winner here with this team. You are this year. What does that mean that you're going to be part of a postseason team in Wenatchee this coming week? Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited. Um, yeah, the last two years before this wasn't the best, weren't the best. So um, this year's special, um, and I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah. Of course, in uh, 2019, you weren't with the Apple Sox, but they made the playoffs. You had a memorable postseason over there with, I'm blanking now on the team, you were in the Expedition League, the Badlands Big Sticks, and you guys won the Expedition League, correct? We did. Yeah, how much from that postseason experience are you going to take into this in, next week? I think a lot, um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's still baseball, and, and you're having fun, and summer ball, but uh, being, being able to pitch in a, a big game and a big moment, uh, that summer was huge for me. So we'll see how this postseason shakes out for me. I'm just excited for our team um, to get out and be able to compete for a West Coast League championship. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun ride. Seems like the energy of the team and your guys been around most of the year. It seems like the energy of the team hasn't changed. Whether new guys have come in, other guys have gone. It, it seems like you guys are still very optimistic. I mean, just the way you guys celebrated winning last night. It seems like there's a ton of energy. Do you agree with that? And what have you enjoyed about the what the new players have brought to this team? Oh, this is this is a family. Um, it doesn't matter who's here, when they show up, when they leave. Uh, we're all in for each other, and that's been great. Uh, Mitch has done a great job with that, and, and the guys have kept that up. So um, it's it's been fun. It's been great. Awesome. Well, Tyler, thanks for joining us here tonight. If this is the last time we see you pitching in an Apple Sox uniform, it's been a heck of a ride. I'm glad it potentially could have ended this way. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for everything. Apple Sox defeating the Swedes 10 to 1 and we've been doing some scoreboard watching up here 13 to 2 Victoria in the 7th inning right now. The Harbor Cats caught a lot of uh, fire in the middle of that one. It was 5 runs in the 5th inning, 7 in the 6th. That was all happening right when our game was finishing up. So Gotcha. Mitch, we are looking at a situation where you guys are probably by the end of tonight will be the second half North Division champions. Barring a crazy collapse by the Harbor Cats <laughs> here tonight. I, nothing official at the time of Knock us speaking. Yeah, but uh, how cool is that to hear right now? That's awesome. Yeah, one of the goals coming into this season, um, obviously there's a first-half champ, second-half champ. Um, both get automatic bids, so finding a way to get that done, if that that score holds off, uh, would be quite the accomplishment for this crew. And it would give you guys home field advantage in the first round of the postseason, meaning you would play on Wednesday and Thursday at home at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. Hopefully Thursday's not even necessary. What would mm -hmm. that mean to have that home field advantage? You guys seem to play just a little bit more better at home. Yeah, yeah, we got we got special fans. We, there are some of the best in the West Coast League, um, and this team, we love playing in front of them. So uh, if we have a chance and we can lock that up and, and get a couple games at home here in the postseason, um, that'd be huge. That'd be huge for our organization and for these guys and just our team in general. Here tonight, Tyler Chipman was the story of this game. Four innings, six strikeouts. The crowd was behind him all night. It was kind of like they were just willing this one into existence. He's Tyler's had an up and down three years, not just with the Apple Sox at the college level, but I think this was a really nice night for him. Talk to me about what you saw from your right-handed starter this evening. Yeah, Chip looked really good. Um, honestly, he had dominant stuff. He uh, After his last outing, he's kind of gone back to throwing over the top. Um, he was a little submarine working on that throughout the summer. 
Um, and honestly, it's just more natural over the top, back into his old arm slot. Uh, and that's the Tyler Chip, and I know that through tonight. Um, Peyton Knees uh, located the fastball really well, and I thought his slider looked sharp tonight. Uh, just a dominant performance by him, giving us a great start. Um, and like you said, in front of this crowd and, and letting us roll from there. And he looks so confident tonight. Sometimes you can tell. I think it was maybe with that new delivery before. He was a little unsure of himself. He looked confident and comfortable tonight. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he, he's a competitive dude. Um, and so after the last outing, you know, he just is thinking, i I got to get back to my old self. Um, and that's what he did tonight. Just got back up there, uh, back into that right arm slot where he should be at. Um, and, and like I said, dominant performance by him. He looked like he was in attack mode from the very first pitch. Uh, and, and, a, and a special night for him in front of uh, his hometown. It's a strange uh, night for you guys offensively. It wasn't like you just had one big grand slam, one big home run. Frankly, the Apple Sox haven't hit many home runs in the last three weeks or yeah. so. But either way, it was a pesky type of effort offensively. You've talked a few times about when the team has had one big inning and then kind of let up. Tonight, there was plenty of production throughout. What impressed you about this lineup despite only having one RBI base hit tonight? Yeah, like uh – Honestly, like we've been saying from the very beginning, the, the unselfish, the team at bats, you know, the two strikes, got a guy on third, and finding a way to hit a ground ball up the middle and score a run. Um, guys just putting balls in play. Uh, guys laying down some beautiful bunts tonight um, and just moving guys over. Just quality team at bats, uh, one through nine throughout our lineup. You guys have a winning record right now, but you need to win tomorrow to finish the season 28-26 and 26, and with that winning record instead of being at 500. How important is that to the team as a whole and to you personally? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, overall it's important. Any day we show up to the yard, any day we're in front of our fans, um, and honestly just any time they turn the scoreboard on, we, uh, we play to win. So uh, tomorrow's going to be just like any other day, roll out here. Uh, we're going to have Lee Souza getting his first start of the summer on the bump tomorrow uh, and just expecting good things to happen. I think he's made a lot of improvements uh, throughout the season. What's impressed you with him? Obviously, suffered the loss on Tuesday, but I thought he had good stuff. Just a couple of balls that were tough ones hit off of him. Seems like he's taken some steps forward this year. Yeah, throughout the summer, his fastball command's gotten a lot better. Uh, first pitch strikes, uh, just trying to get ahead on guys, and he has a really sharp breaking ball that uh, plays at any level. So trying to get ahead of guys tomorrow and let that breaking ball play and pitch to contact. This uh, this defense has been you know playing well lately. Uh, living in airs, DJ Massey's done a you know, phenomenal job at short with Joe up the middle and Kramer at third, and so we'd expect nothing less. Pitch to contact and uh, let this defense play. Speaking of that defense, DJ Massey robbing a potential infield single on that final play of the game. Off the bat, I thought that was going to get down. At least one would get in. How yeah. about that effort by him? What do you think of that? He's got he's got range, man. He he's he's went and got a couple baseballs here out of in foul territory or deep into the outfield that uh, are pretty impressive. So uh, just another just another highlight real play by him. It's been fun to watch him. He stepped in and doing a great job filling in in place of Iva Arquette, who was there, the regular shortstop before him. Mitch, thanks for joining us. Go get the sweep tomorrow. Let's do it. That was Mitch Darlington, the head coach of the Apple Sox. Prior to Saturday night's game, I had a chance to catch up with Apple Sox catcher C.J. Horn. Give a listen. I'm Joel Norman, and we're joined by Apple Sox catcher C.J. Horn, who extended his hitting streak to eight games last night. C.J., we were just joking. The last four games, you've gotten a hit in your final plate appearance of the night to extend it. Uh, yeah, four times the charm. What's the case here? that You've been able to get there after a couple slow starts, but gotten it done late. What's been the key for you over the course of this hitting streak? Just staying locked in, pitch by pitch. Uh, been catching a lot of barrels just right at people and uh, keeping the same approach. and. Luckily, in my last A.B. the past four games, I've been able to scratch a hit. So. Yeah. 
Appreciate we keep looking to keep it going here tonight to get to nine games overall. You and Xander Orhudos both with eight game hitting streaks. And CJ, obviously you had a stretch in the middle of the season. You were kind of struggling at the plate. You have since really turned that around. You started the season red hot, tough stretch in between, really heating up once again here. Has there been something you've tweaked in your swing or anything recently that's kind of helped you at the plate recently? Yeah, Marcus, Marcus and I worked on some lower body stuff, um, able to get my hips firing better and uh, being able to go with the daily grind of catching and also being able to see uh, pitches every day. That's kind of kind of been helping. You got a DH a couple times in Yakima earlier this week. How helpful was that to just focus on hitting for a day? It was nice. It's always nice being able to get the rest of knees for sure. You were chatting with, um, you were mentioning Marcus Lyatt, an Apple Sox hitting coach. I see him a lot of times coming up to you guys about adjustments in game. Uh, what, what are some of the things he, he talks about specifically? I see a lot of times, you know, it's hip movement he's referring to a lot of times. What, what are some things he talks about with you? Honestly, uh, approach and mental part of the game he's really good at. So uh, when you miss a pitch or when you smoke one, he lets you know pretty much how to adjust and everything. So. Chatting with C.J. Horn ahead of the Apple Sox versus the Walla Walla Suites. First pitch coming up at 6.35 p.m. And C.J., obviously last night you guys clinched a postseason spot. And it was fun seeing a lot of the guys like you who have been here since the beginning so excited about that. What did that mean for you and Xander and Joe and a couple of these other guys who have been around since day one? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, at the beginning of the year, you know, you're not really thinking postseason, right? And then once it comes down to crunch time and being able to clinch, especially at home, it's, it's an awesome feeling. Yeah, and you guys celebrated. You gave Mitch Darlington a Gatorade bath. Uh, talk to me behind that one. It was you and Xander, or who else doing that? Take me through that. <laughs> Xander comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, I'm going to pour this water all over uh, Mitch after the game's over. And it's about the eighth inning, and we saw there's two two jugs. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it with you. you know, it's my <laughs> roommate, so I had to. And had Connor Thomas come and film us, and it uh, came out awesome. <laughs> it worked out really well. Mitch got a laugh out of that. How fun has it been playing for him this summer? Awesome, yeah, for sure. Uh, Mitch, Mitch, hometown guy. This, this is his true love, man. So he puts everything into it and makes us want to give everything we got. Obviously, you guys punched your ticket, but a win tonight and a Victoria Harbor Cats loss clinches the second half North Division title. How great would that be to have home field in the first round? Oh, it'd be awesome. I feel like we play a lot better at home, and it's it's hard to play here. So um, yeah, we get all the fans coming out and everything supporting. It's going to be a fun playoff run. Awesome. Well, CJ, thanks for joining us. Uh, probably no other Gatorade baths tonight, but we'll keep an eye out in the dugout. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. That'll do it for this edition of the Apple Sox podcast. Wenatchee wraps up the regular season on Sunday at 1.05 p.m. against the Walla Walla Suites. Wenatchee knows that it's in the postseason and that they have won the second half, which means that they will host a playoff game on Wednesday night at 6.35 p.m. at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. We will await for the final scores of Sunday's games to see who they will face, but right now the odds-on favorite seems to be that they will face the Kamloops Northpaws, who Wenatchee took five of six games against this regular season. For the latest updates on the postseason race, please visit westcoastleague.com or check out applesox.com for information on the Applesox postseason games as well. I'm Joel Norman, and thanks again for tuning in to the Applesox podcast.